Welcome to Global River Church Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoyed today's message. For more information about this podcast and other resources, visit globalriver.org. Praise the Lord. You guys know the drill. Praise the Lord. That's not a suggestion. <laughs> That's a commandment. The word of God says everything and everyone that has breath, praise the Lord. And the Bible did not give us a precursor to it or a condition, rather, that if everything is good, praise the Lord. If everything is unkidori, praise the Lord. He said just praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Somebody praise the Lord. I think these people over here get it. Uh, somebody praise the Lord. <laughs> Glory to God. Praise the Lord. Let's pray. Father, we just honor you today. Holy Spirit, I yield myself completely to you. None of me, but all of you. Lord, use me. Wear me as a glove. Let your power flow. Let your anointing flow. Let your word come with accuracy. Let it bring revelation, insight. Let it bring wholeness to our heart. In Jesus' name, amen. I'm going to be speaking. Open your Bible to Luke chapter 17. Luke 17. I'm going to be speaking to us this morning on God keeps his word. God keeps his word, or you can say God honors his word. Luke chapter 17, beginning from verse number 11. The Bible says, and it came to pass, as he went to Jerusalem, that he passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee. We heard about Samaria last week. And as he entered into a certain village, there met him ten men that were lepers, which stood afar off. And they lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. And when he saw them, he said unto them, Go, show yourselves unto the priest. And it came to pass, as they went, they were cleansed. Verse 15. And one of them when he saw that he was healed, turned back and with a loud voice glorified God. And he fell down on his face at his feet, giving him thanks. And he was what? A Samaritan. And Jesus answering said, were there not 10 cleansed? But where are the nine? They are not found that they, they are not found that return to give glory to God, save this stranger. And he said unto him, Arise, go your way, that faith has made thee whole. I'm going to speak to us today on God keeps his word. Amen. God honors his word. You know, there's this song that's bubbling in my spirit. Yes, you are the Lord, most high. Yes, you are the Lord, most high. Yes, you are the King, most high. 
Yes, you are the Lord most high. He never changes. His word is true. You know, one of the many blessings of being a Christian or being a child of God, a son or a daughter, is that we don't look like what we've been through. Or let me, let me talk to the folks over here. One of the blessings of being a Christian, of being a child of God, is we don't look like what we've been through or what we are going through. Amen? Because it covers us. His mercy covers us. His word is true. You know, Friday we had a move of God. And Wednesday we had a move of God. There is always a move of God. Amen? But I want, what God gave me this morning is to remind you, to reawaken your spirit man that he keeps his word. I want you to follow me this morning as we go through the word of God. The Bible says that God gave Jesus a name in Philippians 2 verse 9. Now, I want to give you a, a quick backstory. I had prepared a message for about three weeks, ruminating on it, meditating, you know, just spending time before the Lord. And then Saturday morning, you know, we all went to bed late on Friday. Actually, I went to bed on Saturday, <laughs> literally, because by the time we got home, you know, got settled in, it was already past midnight. So I woke up around 5.30, just spending time with the Lord, and of course, coming out of a dream, I documented the dream, and then I began to pray. And the Lord began to speak to me that you're going to change the message for, Saturday, for Sunday. I had four pages prepared. I had it on lock. <laughs> I want to share that with us as ministers of the gospel, as men and women that are used by God. I want us to honor the worship team this morning. They brought the presence of God. The anointing was on it. Man, you guys' family is just blessed. It's blessed. I mean, they, they took us to the throne of God. But I want us to learn this, this uh, secret about the Holy Spirit. You have to be willing to abandon your plan. Because it's in those times and those moments that the supernatural will show up. Because prior to this, once I have my messages ready, forget it. I shut off any voice coming from the Lord. But I, God is gradually winning me off of that to get to a point that even if I'm ready to step to the plate and God says, you are going to speak on something else, I have to be ready. Amen. Amen. So the same thing applies to music ministers, to people that are doing dance and all of that stuff. Because think about it. When you put together your, your set and everything, you've got everything dialed in. This is the first song we're going to do, the second song and the third song. You have to be willing to adapt to the move of the Holy Spirit. Because if you are not willing to adapt to the move of the Holy Spirit, then we are going to miss out on what he wants to do in that moment. Amen? And then I'm sure the questions will be crossing your mind. Isn't God the one that told you to prepare the message in the first place? Yes, it's him. But he's still, we have to be yielded to the word and to the Holy Spirit. Amen? 
So I just wanted to share that with you because the message I prepared, maybe someday I'll preach it, but God spoke to me. He said, you are going to speak on God honors his word. God honors his word. His word never fails. <laughs> Glory to God. You know, I want, to, I want us to go to Philippians 2 verse 9. Philippians 2 verse 9. Normally I have my Bible references prepared, everything typed out. I got nothing today. Philippians 2 verse 9. Glory to God. I've got the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. The Bible says in Philippians 2 verse 9. The Bible says, God, wherefore, God has highly exalted him, speaking of Jesus, and given him a name which is above every other name. That at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow and in, that are in heaven and things on earth and things under the earth and every tongue should do what? Confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. God gave him a name. Everything that Jesus went through on our behalf at Golgotha, at Calvary, the sin that he carried on himself, the sickness that he bore, when he was victorious, the Bible says God gave him a name. Hallelujah. I'm going to hit on two major themes this morning. The name of Jesus and the living word of God. The name of Jesus and the fact that God keeps his word. Now, who came first, you or your name? Who came first, you or your name? You came first, and then they gave you a name. I want you to know that before you left heaven, God already gave you a name. Mama and daddy just picked it up. <laughs> they just happened to think we are going to call him Chad. <laughs> they just happened to think we are going to call him Steve. They just happen to think we are going to call him Tom. That was a name that God gave you. I'm going somewhere this morning. So you preceded your name. Now, I've got a Bible verse that I've meditated on for a while now. The Bible says he has highly exalted his word above all his name. Let's go to Psalm Glory to God. Psalm 138, verse 2. Psalm 138, verse 2. You are going to bear with me today. Again, I don't have notes. I'm just, I'm just flowing with the Lord as he wants to show us something this morning. Psalm 138. Glory to God. I actually borrowed the Bible in the back. So, <laughs> glory to God. I will praise you. Let's start from verse 1. With my whole heart, before the gods, I will sing praises unto you. I will worship thy holy temple and praise thy name for thy loving kindness and your truth. For you have magnified your word above all your name. You have magnified your word above all your name. So you picture this is the word and this is the name. The name, I mean, sorry, the word is above the name. I'm going somewhere this morning. Now, we know that we have been given authority in the name of Jesus. In Mark chapter 16, let's go to Mark chapter 16. You're going to open your Bible today. Mark 16. 
Mark, M-A-R-K. You know, some of you might think I have an accent. This is actually how they sound in heaven. So I was sent to teach y'all. <laughs> Glory to God. <laughs> Glory to God. I think y'all, you got it, right? This is what Evan sounds like. It's King's English. <laughs> Glory to God. Verse 15, Mark 16, 15. And he said unto them, go ye into all the world. That is speaking to you, that is speaking to me. Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Preach the good news to every creature. He that believes and is baptized shall be saved. He that does not believe shall be condemned. And these signs shall follow them that believe. Who? Them that believe them that believe. These signs shall follow them that believe. In my name shall they cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents, and if they drink anything that is deadly, it shall not hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. Verse number 19. So then, after the Lord has spoken unto them, he was received up into heaven. He sat on the right hand of God, the place of power, the place of authority. And they, the people, the apostles, they went forth and they preached everywhere. The Lord walking with them, confirming what? The words. Confirming the words. Confirming the word with signs and wonders. Glory to God. I want you to see a couple of things in that passage we just read. These signs will follow them that believe. In my name, they will cast out devils. They will speak with new tongues. You know, when I've, re I've read it before, I thought it meant in my name, they will cast out devils, comma. Then they will speak with tongues, comma. They will lay hands on the sick, comma. And then they will recover, comma. No. Watch, follow me, follow me. In my name, they will cast out devils. Comma. So in other words, they will have authority in my name to deal with de devils, to deal with darkness. And then another thought, they will speak with new tongues. I want to submit to you, it's in the name of Jesus that we cast out devils. It's in the name of Jesus that we speak with tongues. It's in the name of Jesus. All authority is embedded in that name. All authority is embedded in, in that name. We read the passage earlier. After Jesus was resurrected, the Bible says, Therefore God has highly exalted him and given him a name that is above every other name. That name is above cancer. That name is above uh, endometriosis. That name is above whatever the doctor say you got. Amen. Glory to God. That name is above marital problems. That name is above anything that you can find in the kingdom of darkness. So all authority is in the name of Jesus. All power is in the name of Jesus. Glory to God. I've got to stay with some of the notes that I have so I can learn the point really good. 
The Bible says in James 2.19, the Bible says in James 2.19, you can write it down and then check it out later. The Bible says demons tremble at the mention of their name. They tremble at the mention of their name. We are talking about the name of Jesus. So I want you to begin to see a thread here. Now, in our society, we call something name dropping. How many of you is not familiar with what I just said? Name dropping. You're not familiar with name dropping. Name, name dropping is uh, when you are in a conversation with somebody and you, uh, you, bring, you weave into the conversation the fact that you know uh, President Trump, for example. You, 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 you bring it into the conversation that, oh, that about a month ago, I was able to, uh, priv I was privileged to go to Malago, and I was invited by President Trump, and I actually sat across from him. It was awesome. So what I just did was to tell you that I know President Trump. That's what is called name dropping. Somebody can also do that in, in a corporate setting. So maybe you're in a conversation, in a meeting, and you quickly mention one of the biggest dog in the company that you, you know is your friend or you go fishing together. In other words, don't mess with me. I got friends in high places. <laughs> so that's what name dropping is. So when somebody name drops in any context, whether it's in the corporate setting, in the business world, uh, in any setting, what are they trying to do? They are trying to tell you that I know that person that has that name. Yeah. I'm going somewhere this morning. They are trying to tell you I'm connected with that person that has that name. It's like somebody saying they know Oprah or they know Bezos or one of the billionaires. What they are saying is I'm connected with a D pocket. <laughs> I'm going somewhere this morning. I'm connected with somebody that got a lot of money. So when somebody name drops, what they are trying to sh tell you is that person that is not here physically, I know him. So when you and I address darkness in the name of Jesus, what we are doing is I know him. He lives in me. Ah, yeah, yeah, no, no, the people over here are sleeping. I know him. He lives in me. Now, we have a story in the book of Acts 19, I believe, the seven sons of Sceva. You know the story. You know, sometimes preachers do that. You know the story. You know the story. Then people might not know the story. <laughs> so, <laughs> say, you know the story. Well, I don't know what you're talking about, dude. <laughs> seven sons of Sceva, Acts 19. Let's go there real quick. Acts 19. Is this blessing somebody this morning? This is just preamble. We are just warming up. Acts number 19. I'm going somewhere this morning. Acts 19, Acts 19, glory to God. The word of God is alive. It's full of living power. The Bible says in verse number 11, Acts 19. The Bible says, and God wrought special miracles by the hands of Paul. So that from his body were brought unto uh, the sick, handkerchiefs and apron, and the diseases departed from them, the evil spirit went out of them. And certain of the vagabond Jews, that's what the Bible says, he called them vagabond, vagabond Jews, exorcists, took upon themselves to call over, call over them 
which had evil spirit. In other words, there was people that were gathered with evil spirit. They saw Paul and the apostles exercise authority in that name over demons, over principalities, over the works of darkness. And so these guys, they saw it. They're like, oh, all we got to do is call the name. Let's keep going. And certain of the vagabond Jews, exorcists, took upon themselves to call, call over them which had evil spirits the name of the Lord Jesus, saying, we adjure you by Jesus whom Paul preached. And there were seven sons of one Sceva, a Jew, and a chief of the priest, which also did so. And the evil spirit answered and said, Jesus I know. Paul I know. Who you be? Jesus I know. Paul. I run from him. But who you, who you be? That's Queen's English, by the way. Who are you? What I'm trying to drive at is, if you don't know him, if you have not been born again, if you have not given your heart to him, you have no right to use that name. That name is just like any other name. You might as well be calling Bob or Bishop or whatever. Fill in the blank. He has no authority in your mouth unless you belong to him. You must be born again. That was the problem with the seven sons of Sceva. It wasn't that the name of Jesus was impotent or powerless. It was because they had no right to use the name. So if you are here this morning or you are watching from home, you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior. The kingdom of darkness, the, there is, let me show you the hierarchy. The kingdom of God, the kingdom of light, the kingdom of darkness, like way at the bottom. And if you don't know Jesus, you are under them. It's a terrible place to be. It's a dangerous place to be because they can do anything to you. So if you don't know Jesus today, we are going to give you an opportunity at the end of the service. The prayer team will gather in the front. Don't walk out of this place without make, giving your life to Jesus. Young, old, middle, middle age, whatever your age is, you must be born again. If you are not one of his, you have no right to use that name. You can say Jesus, Jesus, it's just like saying anything. You might as well be saying, you know, tiddle your thumb, you know, say anything. It means nothing in your mouth. But once you become born again, once you have been blood washed, now the same authority that Paul has, the same authority that Peter has, the same authority that the Lord Jesus has, now you have. Now you can tell demons, go in the name of Jesus. So if you are not born again, as the word of God is coming at you this morning, God is wooing your heart. God is saying, don't, be, don't just be churchy. Give your heart to him. It's not just so you can have authority over demons. It's because if you don't know Jesus, you are not going to heaven. After going through all the heartache that we go through in life, all the troubles, the ups and downs, and then you die and go to hell? No, 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 no. Please, I'm begging you. I'm trusting the Holy Spirit will be touching your heart today. Please do not walk out of here without giving your heart to him. 
There are some people that have been in church, but they are not truly born again. You must give your heart to him. So now let's come back to the name. The name of God is powerful. We have authority in that name. We have power in that name. We have deliverance strength in that name. Miracles happen in that name. The Bible says, however, in Psalm 138 verse 2 that we read, that he has exalted his word above his name. And like I told you, this message came about Saturday morning, and throughout the day yesterday, the Lord, I was just praying, meditating. When I was doing my prayer, the Lord was speaking to me. You know, it sounds like, it may sound to you like we are saying that the word of God is superior to the name of Jesus. But I want to show you something. When I say, you foul spirit of infirmity or whatever, I'm addressing something. Come out in the name of Jesus. What I'm saying is, when I say that name, you know what happens? Jesus shows up. I want you to picture that when you use the name of Jesus, Jesus shows up. Because they are not afraid of you per se. What they are afraid of is Jesus. Because the Bible says, having spoiled principalities and powers, he made an open show of them, triumphing over them in it. When Jesus went into hell, the Bible says he took the keys of death, he took the keys of sickness, he took, he took the keys of cancer, he took the every key from them. The Bible says he spoiled them. That's the old King James Version. In other words, he spanked them. Jesus won over them. So that, that when you use the name of Jesus, Jesus shows up. When you use the name of Jesus, Jesus shows up. When you use the name of Jesus, Jesus. So when I was growing up, I used to think that, you know, because when you finish your prayer, in Jesus' name we pray, amen. And then we, we get off our knees and then we run out, the, you know, to go out, to go and play. I thought it's the, the bookend of our prayer. Uh, no, no, no. It's not. All authority is in that name. All power is embedded in that name. In heaven, on earth, and down below. It's in that name. But the Bible says it's exalted his word above all his name. Think of all the name you know. Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah Nisi, Jehovah Sikenu, Jesus. All the names of God. All of them. All of them. The word is above it. You know why? Because the name of Jesus is inside the word. Yeah! The Bible says in John 1.1, in the beginning was the word. The word was with God and the word was God. When you guys call me Bishop, it's my adopted name. That's not me. That's just a name. That's not me. It identifies me, right? So that when somebody calls that name in the crowd, I turn around and then I can shake your hand and then we can have a conversation. But the true name behind Jesus is the word. The word, the word. That is name, the word. So when you use the name of Jesus, the word shows up. So that's why you have to be a student of the word. You must know the word. If you are just using the name of Jesus and you don't have the word, 
It's empty. You must know the word. The name of Jesus is in the word of God. Is, is that not where we found out that God has given him a name in the word that, that is above every other name, that at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow? Where do you find that? In the word. In the word. In the word. Now, we are getting somewhere this morning. Now, I want to say this. I am a blessed man. I have powerful, loving God as my father. The Son and the Holy Spirit, they are mine. I have a glorious salvation in God. I have the powerful word of God, the unchanging word of God. I have holy angels as my friends, my warriors and my partners in life and in ministry. I have the powerful ecclesia and the church family. I have a, I have a powerful calling on my life. I have a powerfully anointed wife, our anointed daughters, I have a powerful anointed brothers and sisters. That's also you. You can change, you know, you don't have daughters, so maybe you have sons. But that's who you are. That's who you are. And I want to take a minute to pause and, and appreciate everyone that has been praying for my wife and prayed for my wife on Friday. Glory to God. I believe God. For everyone, for John, for my wife, for everyone that was prayed for, that has a physical need in their body, the word of God will not return unto him void. Amen. I have read my Bible. I don't know everything in the Bible, but I've read enough to know that we win. Yes. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. Yes. Glory to God. We are all going to dance on your behalf, on my behalf, on this altar, and praise the name of the Lord for the full manifestation of what we believe for. Hallelujah. I want to thank everybody that prayed for us on Friday and released the word of God and prophesied over us. You know, on Friday, there were many prophetic words that was released. I want to encourage you to write them down and war with them. Amen? My brother... Write them down and war with them in the place of prayer. I'm, I'm going to get to that if the Lord allows me or if time allows me. You have to war with what God has given you. You know that every prophetic word, that's truly a prophetic word. How do you know if a, a word is a true prophetic word? Number one, it lines up with the written word and there is a witness in your spirit. If you meet those criteria, then it's an extension of the logos. Amen. I mentioned last time when I was doing a teaching on Wednesday that God gave us the written word and the word of God is sealed. In other words, we cannot add to it. But God did not give us everything in the word. And I gave us examples. For example, what you are supposed to do, the call of God upon your life, where you're supposed to live, who you are supposed to marry. All of that was ordained by God before the foundation of the world. But it's not, you're not going to find it a Bible and verse in the Bible. That's where the Spirit of God comes into play. But the Spirit of God and the Word of God and the Father, they agree. So the Word of God is a guardrail. Amen? So when you receive a prophetic word, that doesn't mean you should just sit on it and just say praise the Lord. But you have to war with that word. Glory to God. Let's go to 1 Timothy. Paul was writing to Timothy. 1 Timothy 1.18. I'm going to come back to our text. 
I'm just getting excited. Glory to God. First Timothy 1, 18. Paul was writing to Timothy. Hallelujah. Is this blessing somebody this morning? The Bible says in 1 Timothy 1.18, This charge I commit unto you, my son David. It's a charge. It's a military command. You don't have a wiggle room for it. This charge I commit unto you, my son. 1 Timothy 1.18. My son Timothy, according to the prophecies which went before you, that by them you might war a good warfare. Holding fast a good conscience, holding faith rather, and a good conscience, which some having put away concerning faith have made a shipwreck. In other words, God gave you a prophetic word, and there were many of them on Friday. There were many of them you received over the years. You wore in the place of prayer over that prophecy to give birth to it. Amen? Amen. You, 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 you pray into it. You, fast into it, you believe God into it, and then you see the manifestation of it. God has spoken. Once God releases a word over your life, that's the intention and the plan of God for your life. But the enemy is not going to just sit around and wait for it to manifest. It's going to raise hell to stop it. But that's why he said to war a good warfare. Glory to God. Let's go to 1 Timothy 4.14. 1 Timothy 4, verse 14. The Bible says, I will, I will therefore that the young... 1 Timothy 4, 14. Yes. I will therefore that the younger women marry, bear children, guide the house... Oh, I'm in the wrong place. Yes, you're right. 1 Timothy 4, 14. Okay. Praise the Lord. Neglect not the gift that is in you, which was given to you by prophecy and with the laying on of the hand of the presbytery. So Paul was writing to Timothy in these two verses. He said, there's a prophecy that has gone on over you, but you can't just sit around and hope and wait. No, you war with the word for the word to produce in your life. So everything that God has said on Friday, it is true. Everything that God has said on Wednesday and all the previous times that God has spoken over your life. It is true that it's the will of God for you to be well. In fact, the Bible tells us that we have been healed by the work that Jesus did at Calvary. You know, every time a healing manifests or a miracle manifests, that's not the moment that God did it. God did it 2,000 years ago. All we are doing is receiving. So all you have to do is learn how to receive. Tell your neighbor, learn how to receive. Learn how to receive what already belongs to you. If, if God will open your bank account in heaven, inside your bank account is healing, inside your bank account is deliverance, inside your bank account is prosperity, inside your bank account is God's plan and intention for your life. But you have to learn how to go and make a withdrawal. I know y'all didn't hear me. You have to learn to know how to go and make a withdrawal. How many of you would want me to come into your bank account and, and help myself? I know Bruce likes me a lot. In fact, he gave me a hug this morning. But I don't think Bruce will trust me with his bank account. You have a bank account 
in your name in the heavenly account. You have to learn how to make a withdrawal. One of the passcode is understanding what has already been deposited in your account. And that's why you need to be grounded in the word. And when you get to the bank and you meet the teller, hello, sir, I'd like to make a withdrawal of healing. What's the passcode? J-E-S-U-S. Can you give me your account number? Can you give me your account number? Matthew 8, 17, that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet, that himself took my infirmity and bore my sicknesses. First Peter 2.20. How many, how many do you want? First Peter 2.24. Who his own self bore our sins in his own body. By whose stripes I was healed. Can I have my withdrawal, please? Amen. Glory to God. That's how you make a withdrawal. You have to know the word. You have to stand on the word. In the midst of winds and waves, when it goes from bad to worse, you stand on the word. When it goes from bad, because on Christ, the solid rock, I stand. All other grounds are sinking sand. I stand on the word. When the doctor says it's getting bad, I stand on the word. When the doctor says it's getting better, I stand on the word. I'm not moved by what the doctor says. I'm moved by what the word says. Glory to God. I'm not vacillating based on what the doctor is saying. I'm look at what the great doctor is saying. I'm, look at, I'm looking at what Jesus is saying. I'm looking at what the word is saying. The word says I am healed. You are looking at a healed man with his family put together, with his wife anointed, mightily healed, with all his friends mightily healed, mightily blessed, with Global River moving forward, this place no longer being able to contain us. Are you with me, church? We stand upon the word. In the good days, we stand upon the word. In the bad days, we double down upon the word. Hallelujah! We double down upon the word. We double down upon the word. I'm not backing down. Who's with me? I'm not backing down. We don't back down. We never back down. Glory to God. You know the Bible says he gave us armor. You know the armor of God. Remember the story of, if, if, I think it's Ephesians 6, right? The armor of God. Put on the whole armor of God. Do you know that when you study the armor, there's nothing in the back? Because you are not supposed to turn your back. March forward. March forward in the Holy Ghost. March forward with power. March forward in the word. March forward. Come on, somebody shout hallelujah. I'm not backing down. I'm not going to let you back down either. Come on. The word works. God keeps his word. God honors his word. For his word will not go back to him void. Glory to God. I'm going to tell us some stories. Glory to God. There was a story of a young lady 
that had a terrible skin condition. It's almost like the skin is rotting. This is a true story. Happens in Africa. And glory to God. I got so excited. <laughs> you guys are drawing the anointing out of me. <laughs> glory to God. So this lady was very well known in their church. Uh, and for good reason, nobody wants to sit around her because it just stinks. And not only that, it's messy. It's all over her body. Are you seeing that? So she will come to service. Everybody will pray. You know, people love on her as best as they could. Uh, you know, they do their best. Um, so one day, he, she came to service. And then the pastor announced that if anybody wants prayer to be healed, and they preached on what I'm preaching on, the powerful word of God that is full of power, it will heal you. She received the word. You receive the word here first, not here. You receive it here. So she came forward to be prayed for. And so the pastor anointed her with oil, like the word says we should. One of the ways to get your healing. It's not the only way, one of the ways. So the pastor anointed her with oil, and then she lifted up her hand and said, Praise God, I am healed. Thank you, Jesus, I am healed. There's no evidence. In fact, I think the pastor started losing more. I'm not trying to mess up your lunch. But you know what I mean? There was nothing. So service ended, everybody went home, she went home. She lives in one of those uh, type of homes. It's, a, it's, it's one of the lowest on the totem pole, let me put it that way. It's what we call in Africa, face me, I face you. In other words, your apartment is one room, another apartment is adjacent to it, the door of your apartment and the door of this apartment, we can see each other. The kitchen is a communal kitchen. There's one kitchen for like, 16 homes. The bathroom is a makeshift shaft outside. Just like, um, like a shed that you guys have in the back of your house. Um, something like that. And then there's rocks on the floor. So when you want to take a shower, you go to the, you get your pail of water, a, a bucket of water, pail, we call pail, that's Queen's English. A bucket of water. <laughs> and then you go into the shower. And then you lock the door, you do your business, and then you go. And then guy in room number two, hey, will do the same thing. So you picture that. So she's got no money, but she knows the word. She received the word. So day one, thank you, Jesus, for my healing. Thank you, Jesus, for my healing. Day two, all the neighbors know her because everybody avoided her. And because of that type of setting, it was like a communal kind of uh, living. So they can see her coming and going. And she has a lot of long sleeve clothes to help kind of cover things. So this particular day, I think it was day three or day four, she took a bucket to go in the shower like she normally does. She went in and then she finished her shower. She was praising God in the shower. Lord, I thank you for my healing. I bless your name because I believe that I'm healed. Glory to God. When she stepped outside, people that were in the neighborhood, the ladies, they screamed. And they were pointing. They screamed. They were pointing. And she felt like they were trying to be crass because she had towel all around and then she's got the skin condition. But then she looked at her hand like a baby, like a baby's hand. And then she looked at the other hand like a baby's hand. She looked at her leg like a baby's hand. She looked at, 
she almost exposed herself to check the rest of it. But she ran into the room to go and check. She had brand new skin. Brand new skin. Brand new skin. The word works. Sometimes God requires you to stand for a minute. For a couple of days. For maybe for a couple of weeks. But sometimes that's how it works. Remember the story in the Old Testament. Naaman. The leprous man. In fact, it's the story of Naaman is like the story of this lady that I just talked about. Came to God through the prophet. And you know the story because we don't have time. I'm looking at time now. We don't have a lot of time. I still have a lot to talk about. And so she came. And then God, by the Holy Spirit, through his prophet, said, go and wash in the stinky river. And Naaman was like, Look at me, all of that and a bag of chips. I'm going to go watch in that river. Are you kidding? Don't you have a nice pool or, you know, the, yeah, the river in uh, the back of the house? I mean, she had all kinds of excuses. And the slave girl that was from Israel appealed to her, to him rather, and said, Master, if... They had told you to do something worse than this. You were prepared to do You even brought money. You brought gifts. Just go and do it. Sometimes you have to be willing to obey what God is telling you to do. And it may not make sense. What, what does washing in a dirty river got to do with my skin being restored? That's where the prophetic move of the Holy Spirit comes into play. The gift of the spirit. When God tells you to dance, dance. Even though you can't dance. You know, I've seen people in wheelchair. They cannot dance, but they're moving like this in the wheelchair. Let me try to demonstrate for you. The best they can do is wiggle their toes and move. Lord, I praise you. Lord, I honor you. Lord, I give you praise. Lord, I give you praise. And if you stay there, because I tell you folks, the word of God works. God honors his word. Yes. Amen? Yes. I am sent to speak to somebody this morning to encourage your heart. God honors his word. The Bible says heaven and earth may pass away, but a comma, a semicolon, a period in my word will not go unfulfilled. And you know that the word of God is living. The word of God is himself. John chapter 1 verse number 1. In the beginning was the word. The word is with God. The word is God. God honors his word. I want you to say that with me. God honors his word. His word will never go unfulfilled. Amen. His word will never go unfulfilled. I've shared a testimony. My, a couple of my testimonies here. When I was... Coming up, as a youngster, I was very asthmatic. All this running around that I was doing, hollering, I couldn't do that, forget it. <laughs> they took me to the doctors, no solution. So finally, my parents said, maybe we need to try the alternative. <laughs> they are my parents. I have no say, I followed them. 
So they gave us this concussion that I had to ingest. Ugh. Just thinking about it make me ill. It was bad. So I was ingesting it. Instead of getting better, it got worse. Then somebody invited us to meet Jesus. Jesus! Jesus! He honors his word. As a nine and a half year old boy, I was in a service in Nigeria and the power of God came upon me. Asthma left my body and hasn't come back. I breathe with the best of them. Amen. <laughs> Glory to God. He honors his word. I'm not just telling you what the Bible says, even though that's more than enough. But the Bible says the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. His word works. So I want you to raise your hope today. I want you to raise your faith today. I want you to, you know, people that do gambling, I see it come up in TV shows, you know, I'm going to raise you, you know, people that do poker, how many of you pay, play poker, I'll be honest, <laughs> I'm going to raise you $50,000, and then the other guy said, I'm going to raise you $100,000, I want you to raise your faith, raise your expectation, there's nothing that Jesus cannot kill, autism, Multiple sclerosis, blood disease, bone disease. There's nothing that this word cannot do. Raise your hope. Raise your expectation. Glory to God. His word is true. His word is true. There was another testimony that I'm going to share, that the Holy Spirit wanted me to share with you. This was uh, a testimony that was given by... Uh, Papa Kenneth Hegan. Uh, he, he went to do a meeting at a church, you know, like pastor is the host and I'm the guest minister, so I'm Kenneth Hagen. Um, one of the pastor's daughter, his youngest daughter, I think 22, she had two kids by that time and she was almost, without exaggerating, uh, almost like 90 pounds. She was cane and bones. And it was because of stage four cancer. It's cancer all over our body. There's nothing for them to operate. The spleen, the lungs, everything cancerous. So they came for the meeting. And the pastor told Kenneth Hagin about the daughter. You know, I want you to pray for my daughter during this meeting. I'm believing God for a miracle. So week one, they would do meetings during the week and then on the weekend. Week one, they'll pray for her. Nothing. Week two, they pray for her. Nothing. Week three, they pray for her. Nothing. And each week, it, was, it took a, a team of doctors because she was basically in hospice at this point, almost ready to die. It was a team of doctors that would bring her in on a stretcher. So it was a lot of effort to get her in every time to get prayer. So after the third week, they were supposed to do three weeks, according to him. He said the Holy Spirit prompted his heart to do one more week. God loves us. 
God loves us. Now, the question in my mind is, why didn't it happen week one? It's the same Kenneth Hagin, it's the same anointing, it's the same Holy Spirit. Sometimes you have to press in. Sometimes you have to press in, like the woman with the issue of blood. I know the, the expectation in the society is if you're unclean, you shouldn't be in the crowd. Because it's against the law of Moses, given by God, that if you are unclean, you stay away. And if you are going to be coming into a crowd, any crowd, you announce to them, unclean, unclean, so that they can clear a path for you. But she broke the rules. I'm going to get to the word. I'm going to get to the virtue that he carries. So week four, week four, it came time for him to pray. Nothing extravagant, not, no loud noise, nothing. He said, when he put his hand on her, the, and he said, all of a sudden, it was enveloped by the cloud of glory. He, was, he said he couldn't see anybody. It was just him and her in the glory. And the Lord opened his eyes, because he's a prophet. The Lord opened his eyes, and he saw hanging onto her in the spirit realm was the demon of cancer. And when God reveals, is to redeem. So the people heard what he said. They didn't hear what the demon said. He said, you're going to have to leave her. In the name of Jesus. Come on, church. In the name of Jesus. He said, when he said that, that demon fell to the ground. And he was whimpering, <laughs> no, scared afraid, yes. deadly afraid. Yes. He was on the ground, shaking like somebody in like, like a minus 40 degrees, afraid. What is he afraid of? Jesus. Because all power is in the name of? Jesus. All deliverance is in the name of? Jesus. All healing is in the name of? Jesus. All miracle is in the name of? I want you to get to know him. Yes, yeah. Said he began to shake and whimper, shake and whimper, shake and whimper. He said, not only do you leave her, I want you to leave this room and never come back. He said he saw that demon, it looked like a little hemp, like a monkey, scurry away like this and ran off. He said the moment that happened, the cloud lifted and the, the, the woman, the young woman, that was completely immersiated, completely almost dead, half dead. She got up, strength was restored, and she began to praise God. I am healed, 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 I am healed. The Bible says, glory to God. The testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. And so, Father, right now, standing in my office, I declare to everyone that has a medical condition in your body, everyone that the doctors have told you you can never conceive, everyone that the doctors have told you there's no way around this, whether it's cancer, whether it's MS, whether it's rheumatoid arthritis, whether it's headache, chronic headache, whether it's asthma, whether it's any type of skin disease, any disease in your gut from the crown of your head to the sole of your feet, I call the name of Jesus and I command it to lose you now in Jesus' name. 
I release the healing power of God to begin to walk in your body, to begin to restore everything that the enemy has broken down, to begin to restore yourselves. I speak to your blood system. I speak to your spleen. I speak to your organs. Come alive in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Receive it. It's not me. It's Jesus. It wasn't Kenneth Hagin. It's Jesus. It wasn't Paul. It's Jesus. It wasn't Peter. It's Jesus. All authority is in the name of Jesus. Glory to God. High blood pressure, I command it to normal now, to get normal now in the name of Jesus. Low blood pressure, come back to normal in the name of Jesus. Can you see the angels? <laughs> Can you see the angels with the blood pressure in, uh, measurement thing? And they are, they are checking your blood and they are adjusting it. And then 120 over 80. Glory to God. You have to operate by faith. You have to see with the eye of faith. We are not normal. We are spirit beings. Papa is a spirit. Spirits beget spirits. You are not normal. You are from above. And your daddy is a spirit. So I want you to receive that right now. I want us to just praise God. Praise God for a minute. And just praise him. Praise him. Praise him. Praise him, praise him, praise him. Glory to God. You can, you can have your seat. In Job 14, 14, the Bible says, If a man dies, shall he live again? All the days of my appointed time will I wait until my change come. I want to encourage you, stand your ground. Not, not passive standing. No, I'm not saying passive standing. Just say, uh, whenever God will do it, no, no, no. You go after it every day in worship. You go after it every day with, Lord, I thank you because I believe that I'm healed from the crown of my head to the sole of my feet, even though the pain is still there. Remember the, girl, the lady that I told you about? She was praising God even though the skin condition was still there. She was saying, Lord, I thank you for my healing. That's how faith operates. Because many times we want instant healing and we love it. We thank God for instant healings. But you have to wrap your mind and your spirit around progressive healing. And I want you to know that even progressive healing honors God more. Because faith pleases God. Hebrews 11.6. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. For everyone that comes to God must believe that he exists. And that is a reward of them that diligently, 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 unwaveringly, diligently seek him. So you got prayed for on Friday. There's no manifestation. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. I believe that I receive my healing. Glory to God. I believe that I receive my healing. Glory to God. I believe my son is coming back. Glory to God. I believe I'm going to get that job. Glory to God. That's how you begin to speak. The Bible says, imitate those who through faith and patience inherit the promise. Faith plus patience. Faith plus patience inherit the promise. So, how many of you have received this morning? Amen. How many of you understand that the word of God is potent? Yes. <laughs> All of the authority of heaven is embedded in the word. <laughs> because the Bible tells me that he pleased the Father, that in him, the word. 
should dwell all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. All the fullness of the Godhead dwells in the word. So when you embrace the word, it's just a matter of time we'll celebrate with you. It's just a matter of time the manifestation will take place. It's just a matter of time that we'll say, Father, we honor you. You know, I want you to picture this. Picture this in your mind. I want to give you a spiritual thing to do. I want you to picture the day you are going to tell, tell your testimony. In fact, I want you to start writing it down. Write down what you are going to wear for the ladies. Write down the song that you are going to sing. You know, in, in, in Africa, when we have services that we call Thanksgiving service, I think we need to bring that to America. Glory to God. We have Thanksgiving service. We have people in the church that has some major thing that God has done for even minor things. You know, they have a new baby, they have a new job, they have a miracle. They will come dancing to the front to thank God. I remember when miracle was in the hospital, the Holy Spirit told me, I want you to begin to picture what you are going to wear on the day you are going to give the testimony. I want you to begin to imagine the songs you are going to sing. I've already picked out the songs that my wife and I would dance to the front. I'm serious. That's meditation. Meditation with faith and expectation. But somebody said expectation is the breeding ground of the miraculous. Oh, glory to God. I want you to picture it. Start writing down your testimony. You know, even things that is inconsequential. There are some things that are going on in your life. You have medications for it. It's not going to end your life. But it's a pest. You got to wake up and take that pill every morning. It's a pest. That, Jesus died for that. So I want to encourage you to go after it. Yes, continue to take your medication. And believe God for your miracle. And believe God for your healing. And believe God to get off of that aspirin or whatever the doctor prescribed to you. Believe God. Amen. He honors his word. Amen. He honors his word. The Bible says it doesn't matter who you are. Greek, Jew, from Africa, from South America, from, America, from Europe, from wherever you are. Everyone that goes after the word, the word will work for them. Amen. The word will work for them. It shows no partiality. So I want to encourage you to raise your faith today. Glory to God. Because I, I tell you, I can tell you because I know the devil works the same way with everybody. You know, after Friday, you know, the devil will come and say, that was a waste. There was nothing. You tell him, no, you are a liar and the father of it. There was a deposit. There was a deposit. Why is it that Jesus prayed for that blind man the first time and he only saw halfway? This is the word, the living word. This is Jesus, not junior Jesus. <laughs> this is Jesus. He prayed for that blind man. He said, do you see? He said, I see men walking like trees. That's not seeing. You're going to have an accident with that. <laughs> You're not going to be able to get your driver's license with that. We got to fix that. And then it touched him again. You might need a second touch. You might need a third touch. So I want us to pray right now. I know faith is high in the room right now. 
faith level is high in the room. I want you to either stand up, sit down, whatever, but I don't want you to sleep, please. I don't want you to miss this opportunity. I want you to tell God, if I need a second touch, I receive it now. If I need a third touch, I receive it now. Come on, begin to tell God, begin to talk to God right now. Begin to talk to God right now. Ball, I hope you are praying. Uh, John, I know you are praying. Ed, I know you are praying. Everybody, Bruce, come on. My, my joy, my joy is to see my sister in their, in their miracle. I know that's Pastor Storm's joy too. That's the leaders of Global Rivers' joy too. To see you in your miracle. That's why God is sending his word in his purest form. So that we know how to receive, how to make a withdrawal from the bank of heaven. Lord, I thank you because I believe that I'm healed from the crown of my head to the sole of my feet. I thank you, Lord, because my wife is completely made whole. I thank you, Lord, because I know Judge Phyllis is completely made whole. I know John is completely made whole. I know Dog is completely made whole. I know, I know Ed is completely set free. I know Ron is completely made whole. Come on, church. Pray with me this morning. Pray with me for a minute. Come on, let's, let's take advantage of the high level of faith that God has birthed in the house. Lord, I receive my miracle. I receive my miracle. And if you have given up before, repent and say, Lord, I, I, I'm sorry I, I gave up for a minute, but Lord, I'm back. I'm back. I'm back. I'm back standing upon the word. I'm back standing upon the name. I'm back standing upon the word because I know that word will not return to you void. It will accomplish that which you have sent it to do. Lord, we thank you. We give you praise. We give you praise. We magnify your name. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. How many of you believe that you've received this morning? Do you believe that you have received? 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 I want you to shout and praise God right now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Uh, I want to give a testimony. About two years ago, I went to the Voice of Apostles, and I got healed from a noise in my head. And I confessed it, I brought it, and then it came back. A second time, they prayed for me, at the tent, and the noise went away. Friday night, I was for my back, because I'm going to have surgery, but I probably don't have to have surgery now. I'm, I'm believing God is healing me. But, uh, so I'm sitting at the house, I'm worshiping and listening to ministry and stuff, and I'm thinking, oh, I don't hear no noise in my head. That's weird. My, my ears started to hurt. It was pain in both my ears. And I'm thinking, where did that pain come from? I still don't have no noise in my head. So, I don't hear any noise in my head, and if you were in my head, you know what that means. 24-7 noise. I want to everybody to pray for me that it never comes back again. By the name of Jesus, I will not be infected by tendinitis. And I just pray for you, De Deanna, that the healing will come to you. So if you've got issues with hearing, why don't you come on up right now? We're going to, if you've got tinnitus or you've got hearing problems or you may have lost hearing, we, that's a word that we're going to just operate on right now in the name of Jesus. We get some background music. Lord, we thank you right now in the name of Jesus. 
Lord, we come. Come on, ministry team, come on up. You know who you are. If you're qualified, you know who they are. Right now, in the name of Jesus, let's operate in that, that word of, that is given as a word of knowledge. Lord, we thank you that there, I know there's been people praying for hearing for many years. Don't get discouraged. You heard the word this morning. The word is true. The word of God is powerful. It's active. He is great. He is mighty. So, Lord, we thank you right now in the name of Jesus, that spirit of infirmity, deafness, that tormenting thing that's brought a vexation. You need to bow to the name of Jesus. And we thank you, Lord. That spirit of death, go out. Unbelief gets out in Jesus' name. Lord, we thank you, God. We thank you, God. Come on, saints, pray. In the name of Jesus, if that's your loved one, you've got a family member that's struggled with hearing, deafness. They have hearing aids. Lord, in the name of Jesus. It says that Moses' body was strong and his eyesight was good until the day the Lord took him. So we're not bowing to this old age stuff that we gotta, we got to submit to this. No. Lord, I thank you. Hearing is a gift from God. It says, we read it earlier. It says that when God came, it says the lame walk, the deaf hear, the blind see. So we thank you right now, Lord. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. God, receive it. Receive it, receive it, receive it. And if you haven't gotten instantly, go progressively. So, Lord, I thank you. If you have another need in your body, come on, let's pray. Come on up here. In the name of Jesus. Lord, I thank you. Just heard left knee. I don't know if somebody's got an issue with a left knee. In the name of Jesus. Lord, I ask you to bring cartilage, joint restoration, tendons that have to go, tendonitis needs to go in Jesus' name. Lord, we thank you that you're a God. You're not teasing us, God. You're a God of faith. You're a God who heals. So, Lord, I thank you right now. Receive it. If that's you, if you've got a joint pain, come on up in Jesus' name. I just heard rotator cuff. I don't know if you got an issue with your, your shoulder, something about range of motion in the name of Jesus. Lord's been progressively healing my daughter Katie in this the other day. She says, look, Dad, look, Dad, I, I can reach up. So right now, in the name of Jesus, progressive healing and instant healing in Jesus' name. I've been hearing this thing, Jack and Jill went up the hill. I don't know if there's a Jack and a Jill here. I don't even, if there's something about going up higher, I'm not sure what, I'm just going to tell you what I heard. Jack and Jill went up the hill to fetch a pail of water. There's something about getting into the streams of the river of God. The life, he says, the rivers of living water. If there's a Jack and a Jill in the house, come on up here. You're on live stream. Or you got a family member with a name Jack or Jill. Start praying for them right now. Pray that they'll go up the hill of God. Who can ascend the hill of the Lord? Psalm 24, who can ascend the hill of the Lord? Clean hands and pure-hearted ones. God, we want them to go uphill. We want them to go up the higher place. If you know a Jack and a Jill, pray for them right now in the name of Jesus. There'll be a divine appointment for them. In the name of Jesus, we pray for son Jack right now in Jesus' name. Lord, divine appointments, draw them in, God. Make it so that it's so relevant. The kingdom of God is real. Lord, touch all of our children, great-grandchildren, grandchildren. God, all those that are out there right now, Lord, all the 
doubt and fear and unbelief and insecurities, God. That is not kingdom. So we thank you right now, Lord, in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Come on. Lift up one more voice. Just give him a shout of glory. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah for your grace. Thank you, Lord. Just go expecting. If you're going out to lunch somewhere, be aware of a divine appointment. God's got divine appointments for you as you head out the mission doors of this church. God bless you all. Don't forget, Monday night, we'll be here for men's group, kingdom group, kingdom women's group. Then Wednesday, quantum worship, Friday night, worship night. If you're a visitor, meet us in the cafe. God bless you all. Have a great day.